Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, it's that time again. That's right. It's another week, which means it's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, and with me as always is my co-host and good friend, partner in crime, my man Link. Ladies and gentlemen, we actually have another new movie that we're going to go over today, but we also have some extra uh, backyard barbecue talk that we're going to do. But with that being said, Link, my man, I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you Uh, explain to everybody what we're talking about? First and foremost, this is our uh, Memorial uh, Day week uh, show, so we want to say that this show is dedicated to those who pay the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. We are... Absolutely. We're thinking about about all of this today. We do not take our freedom for granted that we have brought it up. Uh, Jay himself, having been a man that served in the United States Marine Corps, um, (coughs) we'd like to uh, express uh, our love to all of those uh, great men and women that are serving out there right now, but also remember those who pay the ultimate sacrifice first and foremost before we get going with the show today. Absolutely. You know, there's, in my opinion, of course, there's three times a year when we talk about uh, soldiers, whether they've fallen or still served, and that's Memorial Day, 4th of July, and then Veterans Day week. Um, so I, I look forward to those times of the year every year. Because, uh, I, I, yeah, I've got some people I, I knew in the military days that have passed away, and it's a, it's a good time to reflect on uh, the good times with those people. That's right. And, and uh, all the, the bullshit we all went through together at the time. So I like to reflect on that kind of stuff at those times of the year. Amen. So, Jay, Jay but uh, speaking of uh, pe- what people do at this time of year, barbecues in the yard and whatnot, what's the sauce for Jay Lenderman? What kind of sauce have they got in Georgia, Jay? I'm a big fan of the North Carolina sauce or Tennessee and Texas. Yeah, no, I, I've been, I like to grill and smoke food a lot uh, um i myself i have a propane grill i have a green egg and i have a cabinet smoker so it's one of my favorite things to do to come up with stuff for new recipes and rubs and sauces so i've been working on making my own barbecue sauce i haven't perfected it yet though but we can so, expect in the future to have a website with the tales from the abyss official barbecue sauce there you go Bingo. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on like a tangy, spicy flavor. Okay. I know so, the, the, but, the Korean barbecue sauces are very popular right now. Absolutely. But you're talking about what sauces I use. If I'm going to ha- buy one, it's it's normally Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's is incredible, man. I, I remember trying that for the first time when they first came out in the market. And I was telling everybody and they were like, ah, you're just raving you don't know nothing about you know in the south you can't be really talking about barbecue sauce people get they get very sentimental about it which if you're from south carolina allow me to tell you turn off the uh the podcast right now because it doesn't get any better from here when i start talking about south carolina barbecue sauce oh dude i know the carolinas don't play around bro well, I mean, I'm not going to say anything good about the South Carolina barbecue sauce. North Carolina, I'll defend it with my life, even though I'm not from here. But the South Carolina, that shit with with uh, with uh, mustard, ain't no way I'm going to defend that. <laughs> I remember the first time well, they I- gave me that thing, I nearly spit it out of my mouth, literally. 
I nearly I spit it. that thing out of my mouth. That was disgusting. And then people rave about that monster barbecue sauce. Now, there's people in North Carolina. They can pound themselves in the chest with that barbecue sauce. Those people in Tennessee and Texas, they can pound themselves in the chest. And a big shout out to the one of the most underrated barbecue sauce that doesn't get enough love. And I'm talking about the Alabama barbecue sauce, that white barbecue sauce that is so good for dipping, marinades, dressings, or coleslaw. Hell, you can do a shot of it if you're not drinking. Wow, I've never tried that one. What's never, it called? Yeah, huh? Alabama white. You never had Alabama barbecue sauce? Uh, not the white one, uh-uh. Man, when you, when, if you should find it in the store if they have it. Uh, if you have a Jim and Nick's, I think they sell it at Jim and Nick's unless you want to make your own. But uh, mm. when you smoke chicken and you dip it on that, it just takes it to a whole other level. Like you're going to be like, wow, I can't wait yeah. to the party. Hey, man. I'm always down for a good time. But then, I mean, in North Carolina, that that East Carolina that is with uh, cider vinegar, red pepper flakes, mm, it's pretty good on chicken, too, but it's good on anything. So if myself, Rennie Rico, and Arthur Ziegler, mm. and, and you, of course, if we were having ourselves a Tales from the Abyss throwdown, a Tales from the Abyss cookout yeah. for a holiday weekend. Sure. And we were at your house. What would you be throwing on the grill? Uh, well, I'll be making my famous wings that people nearly invite themselves when I start making them. And they even <laughs> offered to bring them. Yeah, because I make, I make some wings on the grill that are just are beyond. the. It'll blow your expectation, the smokiness and the good flavor and how good I, I make them. I, I really pound myself. That's the best thing that I make is wings on that grill. And I finish them on, I put bricks inside the, the, the uh, grill. Uh-huh. And then I drizzle them with that hot, um, that's another big trend right now, the hot um, uh, honey sauce. Uh-huh. Yep. I drizzle some of it and let them finish cook on top of that, those hot bricks. And buddy, they fall off the bone, they smoky, delicious. If you buy them in a barbecue uh, place, you're going to pay a fortune for them. But I usually also go all out and buy the organic ones at, at Whole Foods because I really take my wings seriously. I feel you, man. I make my own wings too, so maybe one day we can have a wing off. Yeah, but I mean, there's yeah. no competition. I win. Um, the West. <laughs> I mean, here's, <laughs> here's the other hey, one. You know, I, I, I know, I know. You know, we're on a podcast, and I can't see it, but I'm pretty sure you got a little bit of bullshit on your lip. No, I do not. No, no. <laughs> I'm that. I'm that good when it comes to this wings. I'm, I anybody that have had my wings, they will tell you that that there's no equal. Um, Fair enough. Talking about the other, see the North Carolina breaks between West 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 Carolina and East Carolina. And East Carolina is my favorite, but the West Carolina has a brown sugar to mellow it out. They add ketchup, so it's more of a uh, thicker red sauce, but it's so good with with uh, with the pulled pork. Oh, sound! I'm getting hungry now. Now here we go with a with a with the South Carolina one. Is a you know it's a mustard. Ah oh, man, I don't know. It's a orange mustard sauce, rich, spicy, tangy. They call it. I don't know. With pork and chicken, I've had it with pork. I've had it with chicken, and I've also had it in my hands and throwing it in the garbage like I'm a a major league baseball pitcher. No way. <laughs> it's not happening. Nah, dude. I think uh, the Florida one. You know, it's gonna be influenced by the. Uh, by the Cubans with the citrus and the Caribbean spiciness, they, the, the the Florida one is good, but they they they, it's it's, it's very influenced by the Hispanic community. 
I got you. Or Latin community or whatever the Democrats want to call us this week. I've heard, I've heard, uh, <laughs> I was at a place one time and the president of this school here in Charlotte in a fundraiser that I was at, she was like, we have a lot of the Latins with us. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is, bitch. <laughs> but I ain't. What's no the <laughs> I may be mixed race, but I ain't no fucking Latinx. I'm an American motherfucker. There I, was, you go. I couldn't believe that, that woman stood in there. Latinx. I don't even know what the hell that is. I had to tell him. Huh? Tell him, man. Keep going. Tell him. That those leftists would have arrested me right there on the spot. But I was like, I couldn't believe that. I said, man, what are they? They they going through? I got a black friend of mine. He told me, man, I've been through all the shades in this country with the leftists. <laughs> he said, I've been <laughs> Negro, black, African American. I said, they, Brown, he said they have taken us to every single, and I was like, yeah, man, that's what they're doing right now with the Hispanic community. Now they're Latins. Seriously, I don't even, it sounded like a cat. Jay Baltimore, before we get in trouble with our leftist friend, big shout out to all of them. They should enjoy themselves. Um, the, the, the Baltimore style, they usually do it with pit sandwiches down there, and it's a, uh -huh. it's a creamy horseradish sauce, so it's, it's, but they call it barbecue sauce, nevertheless. I have heard of a sauce called tiger sauce, and it's white, and it's made with horseradish and mayonnaise. It's good. It's good. I've had it too, but it's just, it's, I wouldn't call it barbecue sauce. Like, I don't know. No, it's not a barbecue sauce, but it's got the consistency of it. Yeah. The Alabama one is white, but I call it barbecue sauce, and you will too when you have, when you try it for the first time. Kansas City, we all know Kansas City is going to have a sweeter Because they do, uh, it has a high sugar content. I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I do respect it. It's good. And then you have San Luis. It's a similar to Kansas City, but it has a more vinegar in it. Totally, There you go. totally love the San Luis one. What about Texas? Texas, I already told you that I've had multiple different. Uh, so I went to this place when I was in, in Texas. I went to this place. They had like 14 different barbecue sauces. And I, <laughs> I don't, can't do that. Man, no, well, I try them with a spoon a little bit, just just a little. Yeah. They, it was, they were all good. Them people really don't, don't, they can't do no wrong down there. Oklahoma. Well, Texas, is, Texas is known for their brisket. Yeah, dude. Their brisket almost doesn't need barbecue sauce. You you would use no. their, bar their barbecue sauce down there. You would use it for other stuff. Maybe for ribs. That's why I always tell people I'm a firm believer a good steak does not need sauce. No, a good steak does not need sauce. But if you buy a cheap one because you're a craving steak, you can dip it on, on sauce 57. There you go. Um, the Oklahoma has has a lot of Worcestershire sauce, ketchup. That's good. I've had it. Memphis, man, I nearly licked the plate when I was I was I went to <laughs> I went to see uh, Shooter Jennings, and I was at the, next to where the lady volunteers play at the not next. I stay next to where the ladies volunteers play. Um, but uh, at a Harley Davidson shed down there, big Harley Davidson store, and they got they sell barbecue and they got a stage. And uh, I went to see Shooter Jennings perform years ago, and man, that Memphis barbecue sauce. I was in Knoxville, but I'm Tennessee in general has great barbecue sauce. Well, I love Shooter Jennings, to be honest. Man, <laughs> great guy. Um, this one, the the Memphis one, is very good. Very, 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 very good. The uh, the Nashville one is a little bit thicker and uh, has that vinegar flavor that I like, but also has some sweetness, like like. The mustard and the uh, Memphis and St. Louis one, and, but it's smokier. And of course, we went over Texas. Mm -hmm. 
Man, you're a barbecue connoisseur. Yeah, go all over there. But Jay, which is the one that in Georgia? Is there such a thing as an official one in Georgia? Not, the, not that I know of as far as official sauces. Georgia is more known. Now, there are some great like local barbecue spots. I can name off a few. I'm going to give them a shout out. Um, right down the road from my house, there's a place called Sam's. Mm-hmm. They have a wonderful brisket sandwich. They have their own sauce, and it's really good. It's kind of thick and sweet, though. It's kind of like a sweet baby raise. Okay. So over there, um, they, pre- they prefer a more thicker uh, tomato-based right. sauce. Yeah, okay, okay. Right. And now there's another local, well, local as in Macon, Georgia, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. From There's a place called Fincher's Barbecue in Macon, Georgia. They've been around forever. They're the only barbecue place that has actually had astronauts eat their barbecue in space. And that's a true story. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's owned and run by the Fincher family, and it's, I mean, it's outstanding barbecue. They have their own little sauces. And if I remember right, it has been a long time since I've been there. I need to go back. But um, they, the, the, some of their sauces are a little bit lighter and thinner. Uh-huh. Kind of like a, a Kansas City. Uh-huh. Um, but Fincher's is awesome, so shout out to them. And one other place down on St. Simon's Island, South Georgia, a place called Southern Soul Barbecue. And Southern Soul's actually been featured on uh, that Guy Fieri show, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it's uh, they're known for brisket. I mean, their brisket is top-notch. And their sausage, uh, sauces are kind of in between thick and kind of thin and light. So they have different kinds as well. There's not, you know, to my knowledge, like I was saying, there's not just one kind of sauce that Georgia is just all over. Georgia's, to be honest, while there's a lot of barbecue spots around, I think Georgia's probably more known for just tailgating, period. <laughs> yeah, but, they, but I tell everybody, when people say you have to go to uh, Washington, D.C. is one of the best places aside from New York in I guess, yeah, New York would be a place where you can find any kind of food. But people, a lot of people don't realize, but you can go to Atlanta and there's just food from all over the world. There's restaurants in Atlanta, like some of the best Peruvian restaurants that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Japanese bistros, Korean. Yeah, dude, believe it or not, there's some great like burger places, just straight uh, up burger joints. Absolutely. They were just talking <laughs> about burger places here in Charlotte today that... It got voted by Yelp, one of the best burger places in the country. Um, place called uh, Cowbell in South South Park, and uh, mm-hmm. they do sushi and burgers. And it's a good place, but the best place here in Charlotte is a place that got started by two twin brothers. One of them unfortunately passed away. He he got he got uh, murder in his own in his own business. I mean, he rests in wow. peace. They're good, yeah. They're good Christian man, and it's called Brooks Sandwich House, and it's in an area called Noda, and it's nothing more than a little block. You you gotta buy it at cash and just eat it in in the yard, or whatever, because they don't have an in house an inside that I know of. I've always bought outside and left. There's very small place, just a kitchen, and they. They do chili burgers and it's some of the best burgers. But for the most part, you can find some places. Because in East Carolina, I remember being there when I was younger in East Carolina. And the, the place was close to where the uh, Pirates play. Oh, Pittsburgh? No, no, no. The uh, the, the East Carolina. 
the East uni- Carolina parts. Yeah, 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 the university. And it was nothing more than a shack on the side of the street that I think they just <laughs> threw together. But they had the best pecan pie and the best barbecue that I've had in, in ages. Those people can just out of nowhere can go ahead and rose a, a hog down there and throw some of that vinegar-based barbecue in your, you think you're like, wow, five-star restaurant. Uh, have you ever sat in on a big hog roast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. I've worked yeah. them. Yeah, I've worked them. I've been in them. I've been a guest. I've worked them. Give or take. Lots of fun. Lots of Lots fun. Lots of fun until somebody like you shows up with some moonshine. Then it all goes to shit. Oh, man, that's when the party gets going. Oh, my God, I don't know how you can do it. Uh, I mean, uh, dude, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't drank much alcohol in a while. So. Man, I did it on my birthday, but that's about it. Now I'm I'm back to being normal again for uh, for the moment being. So, Jay, we came in here today. We wanted to talk about barbecue because we, we obviously love some barbecue. I guess I, I'm already getting the itch to uh, grill out this weekend, either Monday or, or Sunday what? to grill out. Well, I know... Uh, not this Saturday, but the next. Me and the, the boys here, we're, we're going to be cooking out that Saturday and watching baseball, and we're probably going to be playing some poker later that night. So, yeah. So, uh, hey, man, wife's away. Jay's got to play. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I hope, I hope we didn't bore anybody talking about barbecue, but there's this show, more likely, a lot of the people that listen would be like, yeah, barbecue. Hey, real quick, I mean, it's, since it is a holiday weekend, that's right. Do you have any recipes you would like to share? Maybe something simple? Um, I like to do the um, uh, mocajere uh, is the thing. I don't know. Have you seen the stuff where they do the um, where they do the guacamole in the that it's like a stone? I don't know what that's called in English, man. I only know how to call it. It's about when they grind the avocado. Yes, sir. I don't know what that's called in, in English. I only know what it's a mortar. Is that what it is? Something like that. I don't yeah. know what it's called either. Well, I get one of those. But you can do it in a cutting board. I grind some uh, uh, spicy jalapenos with garlic, some apple cider, uh, apple apple cider uh, vinegar. Uh huh. And man, it's just a region thing. And I fell in love with that barbecue sauce before I even moved to North Carolina. And I even add a few uh, tomatoes and 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 put it on that thing and grind them down with the garlic and the hot jalapenos. And then I get some honey and put a little bit of honey in it to bind it all together. I make like a symbol thing just to mop my ribs around. Oh man, because the good. wings, the wings, I go dry rub on them. I go. Uh, I do too. Yeah, I do the too. Wings, the wings, and then I, I what, what I tell you when I um when it's time to put them on top of that brick, that's when I put some. I drizzle that honey on them. And then that I got you. Get, it won't cook and it won't get nasty. It would it, it's just gonna make it real nice. But for barbecue sauce, I usually recommend to start to start simple. Absolutely. Yeah. Play around with your ingredients, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Other than that, you can get some shallots, put them in a in a saucepan and uh, put a little bit of olive oil and render those shallots down, like like caramelize them, add a little bit of mustard seeds. Some uh, cumin, some oregano, dry oregano preferably, a little bit of vinegar, some tomato uh, sauce, uh, some kind of ketchup, and you can turn yourself a little red sauce and you can make it as sweet as you want if you don't enjoy the, the way that it tastes, you know, if you want to do some more of a traditional one. But. There you go. And if not, just go to the store and buy that sweet uh, sweet baby rays because it's definitely I worth. can drink that stuff. It's definitely <laughs> worth, worth the, yeah. the purchase. Yes, sir. 
Yes, but, sir. But uh, good deal. Hey, I like that. If you don't mind, no, I don't mind. With every tailgate and every cookout, you know, you got to have good side dishes. So, real quick, I'm telling everybody my quick recipe for smoked deviled eggs. Oh, okay, go ahead. I, I love deviled eggs. No, so. I can't. I can't do nothing that is with eggs boil. Oh, uh, I hear you. Well, all you do this is real simple. Okay, you boil your boil your eggs, let them cool. You know, peel them. You know, cut cut them in half. Fry up some bacon. I normally use like the thick applewood bacon. Fry up several pieces of bacon. All right, you take the yolk from the egg, you put it in the bowl, add in some mayonnaise, a little bit of mustard, salt and pepper, and some paprika. Um, and you can add other ingredients too, like maybe a little bit of basil or thyme. Thyme is actually pretty good on it. Um, you know, mix all that in the bowl with the yolk. Make your little filling or whatever, egg filling. Put the filling, and oh yeah, by the way, in the filling, add a couple of bits of bacon. Put the filling in your egg, you know, get have your eggs on a platter. Uh, take another little piece of bacon and like stick it through the top so it's sticking out. And then throw your plate of deviled eggs in the smoker for about 30 minutes. And it'll give it like a little brown char around the edges and it'll give you that smoky flavor. So there you go, smoked deviled eggs. Okay, my side dish now, sweet, uh, I call it a dirty uh, sweet potato, uh, dirty sweet potato, <laughs> southern hatch. Sounds good to me. I always got a better name for it, but yeah, I, I use uh, pork, uh, some pork belly, render it down to real crispy. I already had boiled my dyes uh, sweet potatoes, add some uh, toasted pecans, toss it all around, and keep it simple. Sounds good to me. Hey, some, sometimes it's the most simple things that works the best. Yeah, I usually try to keep it simple. Or yeah. I or I do some dirty uh dirty corn with all kinds of spices, like a Mexican version of it, but uh off the, the husk and, and all toss around and then put some queso fresco on top. Well, yeah. you can come to my house anytime. Oh, we're on it, we're <laughs> on it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we make it there sooner or later. I'm I'm seeing my schedule for that first game of the NFL. We're gonna be in town playing the uh Playing the Falcons for opening day. That's 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 this year. We I don't get no opening day here, but uh, we came here today to talk about a movie mm-hmm. that uh, you recommended. The host of the Sentiment also had told me about it, but I don't think he's watched it yet. But he said look into it, and I was like, yeah, it's under my radar. That's and, how I found out about it was through Rennie through the text over the weekend. He was yeah. asking if we had heard of it. Yeah, it was on my radar, but I, I, I said, well, if I get to it, I get to it. Um, By the way, the movie is called Sisu, S-I-S-U. Yeah, and it's from Finland, right? Correct, yep. And, uh, yeah, man, I call it, uh, I mean, a Sisu, yeah, man, Sisu, for me, I said, it's, this is Inglorious Bastards meet Mad Max, meets Rambo, meets <laughs> Die Hard, meets Jason Voorhees, meets Wally Coyote, Meet something dream up by Quentin Tarantino, which equals a badass movie. Which equals one <laughs> hell of a badass movie. This is like the the people from Finland. This is their version of uh, First Blood, bro. This look, I told you the other day after I watched it. I told you, I said, look, this has been my favorite release of 2023 so far. 
And you were like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I'm glad you watched it and liked it because I want to go back and watch it again. And, and your description of it is pretty spot on. Oh, man. The poster, the th theatrical poster says, uh, Florida's Carnage. I don't know the meaning of that word. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not either. I met the, uh, speaking of barbecue, I met the, uh, I met the ambassador of Switzerland last night. Very nice man. Oh, very In cool. a function that I was working. He had nice. I ever been to Switzerland. I said in my mind, no, sir, I won't go anywhere past Canapolis. If they don't serve, uh, if they don't sell vinegar-based barbecue, I won't go. <laughs> they serve tacos? Not going. No, they, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not a big taco eater, but I yeah. occasionally yeah. eat one or two. But yeah, this movie, this movie, man, this is uh, World War Two. This mm -hmm. this special commando, I guess he's carrying a lot of pain. His family got killed by these Nazis. Yeah, the movie, like you said, it uh, takes place during World War II, 1944. Uh-huh. Uh, we're in um, occupied, uh, is it Germany? Yeah. Nazi-occupied of Germany he's in. And he's a gold prospector. Our main character, what's his name, by the way? I don't, I, I don't even remember hearing his name. Our main character here. Oh, the name of the guy? The, the guy's name is Jor, Jorma Tom, Tomila. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but that's that's how it reads. Okay. Um, yeah, his character, um, he's up there in age. He's what, late 50s, early 60s? I mean, this is not a young spring chicken action hero we're talking about here. No, but he's so hard to kill, man. Oh, he's, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a gold prospector. He, he finally gets his claim, gets his gold. And, but yet he's in, you know, he's in Nazi-occupied land there, and he's on this road that's occupied by the Nazis. And <laughs> they soon find out he's got that gold. And, you know, it turns out that they probably wish they never messed with this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's 60, 64 years old. Um, there you go. Vicious, you know, badass. He was a general, I think, at one point. And mm -hmm. one that they everybody feared for how brutal he was. And let me tell you, man, just like Wally Coyote, they try to hang this guy. They shot at him probably like, I don't even know how many bullets they try to put on this cat. And he already had a plan with uh, blowing a bum to create the smoke like a ninja. Oh, yeah. Dude, no, I mean, he was using... Dead bodies, dead Nazi bodies as shields to cover himself. To cover himself, yeah. And he had that dog with him, that 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 dog. Yeah, that poodle, I think it was. Yeah, that 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 good-looking poodle looked like Snoopy. Yeah. But I think he was carrying the pain of having his family had been brutally killed. I don't think he uh he was running around there. He was he was just carrying a lot of pain and being a badass. These people just ran into the wrong dude to mess with. And let me tell you, my favorite scene is when he's in the bottom of that lake. This is not somebody that you want to be in the bottom of a lake playing with. Uh-huh. Because not only did he cut, he cut their throat to yep. make a hole to take their air and remain underwater. I had never seen that in a movie before. I can't recall ever seeing that in a movie before. I thought that was pretty genius. Yeah, that was, uh, oh, man, that blew my mind. He told the other guy, the other guy was going to escape the, the, the soldier, the Nazi soldier, when they told him to get off the, uh, can, the, the canoe and, and get in the water. He was like, mm-mm. 
Yep. Nothing but blood coming out of that water. My favorite scene was, you know, the part where they were trying to hang him on that sign. They try to hang him on a sign, dude. He, and to release the pressure from the noose around his neck, he sticks his leg with a nail mm-hmm. that was coming out of the signpost. The signpost. To hold himself up to release that pressure from, you know, the, like I said, the noose being around his neck to keep himself from choking out. Yeah. And uh, fortunately enough, a, a plane came by that was about to land and it kind of, you know, it was close enough to the sign that it disturbed the sign and it was able to fall over. Therefore, our hero's not being hanged anymore. But uh, I thought that was, I mean, because it shows that nail from the lamp, uh, from the signpost going into his leg just to hold himself up. And I was like, God dang, that's got to be painful. Yeah, dude, that was, that was, uh, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to go over this. Wow, our friend, uh, he would have loved this, uh, Arthur Ziegler. Because uh-huh. this movie was was uh, was inspired by this uh, by this Finnish uh, soldier that they call him Simuna. Uh, Simuna was his nickname. They also call him the White Death. I could only imagine why the magic. Right. They call him the Magic Shooter. And uh, yeah, he served. He's he served, and he was with the the Finnish army. And they said that he was the inspiration for this. Ah, very cool. So I could only imagine in real life how nasty this this dude was, how deadly he was, man. I think the best way I could describe this man is take Mel Gibson's Mad Max, like you had mentioned. Yeah. And fast forward it about 40 years. Because this guy's Mad Max when he's older. <laughs> yeah. No, in real life, in real life, he used an M M slash twenty eight slash Surrey as a, a a rifle and a in a in a submachine gun, and he is believed to have killed over five hundred enemy soldiers during during the Winter War in World War Two. Oh wow! Yeah. And his highest number of sniper kills in any major war, he is the the highest number. And he's often regardless as the deadliest sniper of all time. Well, I believe him. Yeah, me you too. You don't want that bastard pointing at them back then, pointing a, a, a that rifle at you. You're gone. That's it. Story over. Yeah, man. Wow. His memoir was discovered in 2017. So I guess that's why we finally have the movie. So have all this is true. I mean, he definitely fought in the war and he was a hero. So I don't think why he had to be making any stories back then. He either had the best imagination ever or he was just, you know, badass like like everything indicates that he was. Right. That's true. My, oh, my. I mean, if, if it is based off the of truth, something, you know, something like that, then, hey, that is definitely Western civilization, too. Arthur may need to check into this Yeah, question. dude, because this dude is, is uh, wow. This dude was, Simohaya was uh, the white death, was definitely nobody that you wanted to play with. Nope, ever. Looks friendly <laughs> as can be. I'm pulling a photo of him, and he looks friendly as can be. <laughs> Not but, so much. <laughs> but looks can be very deceiving. Yeah, he's there holding his rifle with a smile on his face like he just... Like he just had a piece of uh, apple pie. <laughs> you know, as I was watching this movie, I kept thinking like how much I enjoy coming across new movies and 
like movies that come out of nowhere that you never really heard of, and you sit down and you watch it, and you're like, holy crap, that was good. That yeah. I mean, that's the feeling I got watching Sizu. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong it's, with American cinema. This should be the number one movie in this country right now. I don't think people actually know how good this is. Yeah, I mean, it's, not only that, but the movie itself is only an hour and a half, so it's a tight-knit, fast-moving movie. Oh, yeah, no, this thing starts with a bang and ends with a bang. And going back yeah. to what Jay was saying when the man was being hung and the plane landed, it took a whole other life as he goes into that, uh, he's taken in into that uh, into that plane, and this dude in that plane beats the life out of him. Oh, dude, unmercifully, uh, however you say unmercifully, I can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, I think for anyway, a, he was showing mercy, put it that way. No, for a moment, I thought, well, he's going to die. He's going to go in and sacrifice himself with this bomb that they kept looking at. But no, he sacrificed the other dude, and then he realized that the pilot had been shot in the head. <laughs> but you know what? That's how you know a movie is good when the hero... The man that is supposed to survive the movie, they, the filmmakers have you thinking that the hero is about to die. Yeah, he was being beat up like, wow, relentlessly. Yeah, I know. That was, boy, they... With a, with a belt buckle. Batman. He took a beating. Have you, you've seen Rambo Last Blood, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, the scene on the roof in Mexico where John Rambo gets his ass kicked? Yeah, that movie was like, racist. I'm just kidding. It was racist. <laughs> really? Everybody says that but me. Everybody says I that. I mean, it's racist, but not in the kind of tone that pissed people off. I think it was more, I don't know. I think it was more somebody's view on a certain culture that's probably not right. That's, that's hard to explain. Oh. But, I mean, Rainbow Less Blood, over, you only need to watch the last 20 minutes anyway. So, but anyway, John Rambo gets his ass kicked in that movie, and then this movie says that our, our man here gets his ass whooped. Badly. I mean, whooped. I mean, whew. It's amazing the man's still walking, but, it, you know, it is the movies. <laughs> and he and it has a happy ending. It does. I believe, I believe it or not, it does. Through all that blood and carnage, there is a happy ending. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. This this one, man, this movie's so worth it. I, I'm gonna go watch it again. I'm definitely. Gonna I'm gonna watch. buy it on Blu-ray whenever it comes out. Oh yeah, no, this thing with added scenes should be even two times better than what it already is. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like I said, it's a very uh, quick movie. Start like you said. Starts with a bang, ends with a bang. Hour and a half. Bing, bang, boom. You're done. And when you're done, you're like, "Holy crap! I need to watch that again." Yeah. Um. Let me see if I can pronounce this. The 55 year old award, the Sit Sitges Film Festival. I don't even uh -huh. know where that's at, but it's been going around for 55 years. Um. Sitges International Festival in Catalonia, an original International Week of Fantasy and Horror Movies, an annual festival in Spain. Huh? Why they Why they had to name it in English? They could have named it in Spanish. So I can pronounce it correctly. Um, but this movie won everything in there. Jay, it won best film, best actor, best cinematography, best music. I mean, this thing just won for whatever they put it in. It won. It should have. Yeah. I mean, this is. I've, I've, God, I mean, I have not seen John Wick Chapter Four yet. Uh huh. But. 
I'm planning to watch that probably tonight, by the way. Yeah, that's good. I hope you do. But, um, I mean, Scissors, hands down, the best action movie well, we've had. No, John Wick 4 is the best action. Um, but it's longer also. I don't think John Wick, if, if John Wick 4 was an hour and a half, I would have to go with this one. But the fact that but John, John Wick's like two hours and 45 minutes. Am I that's right? what I'm saying. That's the reason why it surpasses this in action. That's the only okay. reason why it surpasses. If not, I would have to give this the edge. If, if John Wick 4 was an hour and a half, and here's some good news, man, and I'm pretty sure they will. I mean, I, I don't know. I would have to look at what it's going to make here in the, in the box office. But in March of 2023, the director hinted the idea that if the film is successful in the box office in the United States, he could consider making a possible sequel. I mean, they got spinoffs coming out, too, for John Wick. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, but I'm talking about... Uh, I know. Oh, you about Sisu. Yeah, bad. about Sisu. Yeah, the director said... Wow, I, I'm a, I'm so down for a sequel. Yeah, now that they need to make a sequel to that movie, Nobody too. You know what I mean? Definitely, they were thinking about it. I think the guy had some health problems when they were right. Yeah, yeah, but here's but yes, this would this definitely deserves a sequel. I would love to see where this man goes next. I don't know, but seven point two millions in the United States and Canada, and three point eight million dollars in other territories for a worldwide. Total, the worldwide was eleven point, no, eleven million dollars solid. What was the budget? I gotta look at the budget and see if I can find it. The budget was six million dollars. Ah, so it's done well. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, I don't think I don't think people are actually. I don't think people are actually. Um, I don't think people are actually uh, it hasn't been promoted well or something because I mean the first time I came across the uh, the the Sisu I was watching YouTube and it came up as a trailer and I was like I don't know when this is coming out but I got to see it. I never even heard of it until Rini Rico texted us last weekend asking if we had seen it. I've never heard of. It. Wow. And then I looked it up and found it and I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And it's only an hour and a half. But I was also skeptical because I've seen movies that kind of look like this and they turn out to be European movies that are really uh, not that Happy. good. Yeah, like I don't I can't recall some of the other ones. There was one where somebody was dreaming shit that was an asylum and there was wars. I forgot. Like they try to make it like a like a Japanese animation and it sucked, but this does not suck. No, dude, this is balls to the wall, gritty, bloody. I mean, there's so much blood flying at the screen, you better wear your raincoat. Okay, but here's the thing. Um, Sisu has gotten some bad reviews here in the United States by a few guys, like Ross Bonamine and Collider. He gave the film a grade at B, saying the Sisu is certainly ridiculous, but sometimes it's just fun to watch an obscene amount of Nazis get what's coming to them. I mean, I don't think the movie's ridiculous. I think the movie was very good. You can't fix stupid. No, no. Metacritic, <laughs> um, 70 out of 100, based on 21 critics. Um, audience poll, Post Tank gave the film 80% positive score, with 60% saying they would definitely recommend it. Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> gave it, look at that, Rotten Tomatoes better than everybody else. It gave it 95% approval out of 129 positive critics. I mean, that's outstanding. Can't beat that. That dude. is outstanding. I mean, hey, let me ask you something though. Like, if you, you know, let's say there's a movie like this, you know, we really like, and you read the 
critics reviews or whatever mm-hmm. do you ever just get pissed off and go did you even watch the movie <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds like some of the people that can put it down it doesn't sound like they like they got like they watched it i mean because this movie i mean maybe they they, they don't want they i don't know they were they wanted to watch the sound of music I mean, that kills me nowadays though like if you go to a movie, any action movie, such as Sizu, or maybe you're watching something old schoolish like, you know, Commando or something, you can't go into those kinds of movies expecting Lawrence of Arabia. Exactly. You got you go into these movies, you shut your brain off. But here's you watch, a, you know you what watch the, shit blow up. Yeah. You watch you know what I mean? I mean, it's not that hard. Like I don't know what how they're playing it in Georgia. But here's the problem in my area, in Charlotte. This movie, because it's a foreign movie, and I don't know, maybe it's some kind of rules here in the country where the American, the movies from American studios have to be given more time slots. And this movie's only being played um, once, uh, once a day. CISO's being played at a AMC Carolina Pavilion at 4.30. It's being played in another, in another movie theater at 10.30 at night. So it's like... If you're only going to play it once a day, then people are really going to... There's too much competition out there. Yeah, yeah I wonder why it's not getting a big public push. Well, I would have to know something about distribution and <laughs> film rights here in this country that, that only foreign movies are only playing play once or they have because a the, time. the the big retro movie house around here called the Plaza Theater... Uh-huh. They normally play movies like Sizu and stuff like that, but I don't see anything on their schedule, Sean, that they're going to play it. Because, my God, Fast 10 is getting played 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, well, 17, fast. 18, 19, 20, 21, movies. 22, 23, 24. 24 different time slots it has. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God! Everybody else. Now you saw the new Fast movie, did you not? Yes, and I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Just like I recommend Sisu, it's just an action pack, good movie. Of course, it's gonna have that over the top, uh, exaggerated uh, stunts. That is part of their the who they who they become with time with these movies. But it's definitely worth a watch. Did they travel back in time in this one? Because they went to space in the last one. No, no, they they make fun of that. <laughs> they they got a, a scene where they actually make fun of that. Uh, okay, well, yeah, because yeah, that was pretty stupid, but yeah, and a Fiero nonetheless. Yeah, Jay, I went <laughs> I, um I went to this movie theater, <laughs> um in a Concord, like it's like a block from uh or multiple blocks from um. It's a Regal Cinema. It's multiple blocks from the, the Charlotte uh, Speedway. Mm-hmm. And it's in an empty parking lot, Jay. And it has an old school uh, awning outside, like a, like a sign. That mm-hmm. has like a drawing of a... A drawing of a... An old cowboy, I guess, trying to make it look like John Wayne. And some silhouettes, like old school uh, drawings. Right? It looks okay. very much 1981, 1982. Who knows how long that, that, that sign has been there. But it reminded me of Willy Wonderland when I was in that parking lot going in because everything looks so old school. Inside it looks pretty <laughs> modern, you know, but, it, it, you know, it's got some age, the, the movie theater, but definitely the sign is real old 
for a uh, for a Regal Cinema that 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 looks like it's trapping time, but it, it reminded me of Willy Wonderland, and I was like, part of me actually enjoyed it. Oh wow! Yeah. So Jenny, huh. some parting shots on this movie. Definitely do not pass on Sisu. Sisu is a uh, a worth the watch. It's only an hour and a half, and it's full of action. It's an action packed movie that will not disappoint. This is probably the best action movie out there right now. So, okay, real quick then, since you saw the new Fast movie, would you recommend John Wick 4 or the new Fast 10? Um, John Wick 4. Okay. I mean, I'm going to see them both eventually. So. But if you were standing in that line and you asked me Sisu or Fast 4, I mean Fast 10, I would say uh, Fast 10. I okay. mean, I would, I'm sorry, I would say Sisu. I'm getting all messed up. If you uh, asked me, if you were in line and you asked me between Sisu and the Fast and the Furious Ten, I would tell you to go see uh, Sisu. If you asked me between John Wick Four and Sisu, I would tell you because John Wick is such a long movie. Um, I would tell you that you're and it's mainstream that you're not gonna uh, if it's still playing in the movie theater you're still gonna get a chance to watch it but Sisu being a foreign movie and being that good I would tell you see Sisu because you never know if they're gonna take it away tomorrow and it's so worth watching it in a the movie theater it's a movie that I wish I had watched in the movie theater yeah me too I yeah. really do wish I watched it in the theater it's, it's definitely well worth you know the money for the big screen for this yes and it's already gonna be in our top 10 this year I can already see it well, you remember last year, our favorite movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick, came out in May. Yep. So, Sisu was released, I think, in late April, early May, something like that. So, I mean, we're right on track. <laughs> yeah. So For, I don't know which one is going to be number one this year, but Sisu is uh, Sisu's going to be pretty high up in our, in our countdown. It's definitely going to be I mean, in our top ten. I don't see what can knock it out of my top ten this year. No, but, you know, we still have The Flash coming up in less than a month. Oh, yeah, well, The Flash more likely is going to end up in that a top ten, but I'm just saying, yeah. Sisu, I don't see Sisu or John Wick being knocked out of the uh, top ten. Yeah, yeah, I've got Evil Dead Rise in my top ten right now. Oh, same here. Definitely. So, I mean, nothing against Scream 6. I liked it. Oh, no, Scream 6 is going to be in my top ten. I highly enjoy that movie. Highly enjoy that movie. Yeah, I like Evil Dead Rise just a little bit better. Yeah, they had that the uh, they did not disappoint with that one. It's definitely Hollywood is having a monster year. Oh, by the way, I finally watched the uh, Pope's Exorcist. Woo! And it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time with Russell Crowe's accent, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, but the movie itself was pretty good. I'm not saying it was great, but it's not definitely not bad either. I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's worth the watch. Oh, because Russell Crowe being uh, having a uh, New Zealander, I guess English, a thick English accent is is more like his alley, right? I get. I don't know. I mean, I know. To... I just know that there was a few scenes where I was like, "What did he say?" <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to he's trying to pretend that he's an Italian on this one. I mean, he's yeah, I mean, the role of Italian to to and he's from Australia, but you know, I, I guess John Leguizamo is going to bitch about that too. <laughs> I oh, I thought Russell Crowe was New Zealander. New Zealand, yeah, Australian, whatever. He's over there in that part of the world. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't want to know where Switzerland is at. But uh, I know I, you know, post this is a solid horror film. It's probably something I'll watch again some other time. There's part of the world that I don't know where it's at, Jay, in the glove, but I know where to go find good barbecue. 
Yeah. I know where to find good wings. Casa de Linderman. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Link Maynard, baby. Link Maynard, baby. Link Maynard for good wings. Man, let's have a wing off one day. We got to. We got to. And we'll we'll uh we'll get somebody. We'll probably get my daughter to to uh, video the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, they got a Whole Foods close to your house. Yeah, right around the corner. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Not I far need... at all. Probably about probably about a mile and a half, maybe. Yeah, I need them organic wings. I can't do it with regular wings. I won't do any other wing that. Those... So you, but the thing is, you grill your wings. I bake mine. No, I grill them, man. Like everybody was like the first time that they had, and they were like, "I can't believe you do that." Like friends of mine were like, "I've been frying mine for years. I've been frying them, put them in the oven, finish them in the oven." I'm like, "No." I put mine in the, the oven. Thing, the thing, the thing about when you use it in the uh, in the grill is that you really have to be on top of them. You cannot yep. just let them there, and you got to have that strategy that I use. You got to have them warm or steamy hat uh, bricks. And put them on top of those bricks to finish them off. That's my 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 technique. Is the the equivalent of frying them mm -hmm. and then finish them in the oven. That well, hot brick is, that I put them on and I drizzle that hot honey on it. That's my uh, that's my finishing in the oven technique. Man, my wings. I ba I basically make them based off the rub I put together myself. So, uh, like I said, I bake them. That made my wings are real simple. The rub I put together, add a little bit of olive oil, you're good to go. <laughs> Man, all this talking about food and I'm having kale with some couscous and and ground turkey after I get out of the gym that I just couscous. <laughs> yeah, I mean I eat healthy like at least like six days a week. So then uh hell, I haven't even taken a day to uh to be bad. Well, maybe the burger that I had on Sunday, but Folks, coming to the end of this show, please uh, check Jay this upcoming week. Uh, by now, we already have, uh, I think, Siegler dropped a, a, an episode the other day. So we can definitely, I don't know what he titled, I forgot. Um, but we definitely um, we definitely got a lot of things coming. We're still waiting for Rennie's making a, a recovery, full recovery, and he'll be dropping episodes every week. We'll be back in, in, in shape in no time. Absolutely, yeah. I talked. I actually texted Rennie last night, and uh, is I was asking how he was feeling. He says he feels great. You know, he asked how I was feeling, and I told him I feel at ten times better. Um, right now is probably the best I've felt in months. Oh, but, so um, everything's good. I actually talked to our man Arthur Ziegler as well this morning. Me and him speak a couple times on the phone during the week if we're not hanging out. Um, Asked him how he was feeling from his surgery, and he was saying he feels outstanding. He's ready to be back his old self. He he's got another show idea. He, he ran past me that he's gonna do. So uh, Arthur's doing well. We're all doing well. It's gonna be really really short amount of time here before we're, tales from the abyss is back in full swing. In full swing. And Linderman's Pits is still around. Don't worry, we're still. Folks, I'm just going to let y'all know now. Baseball is hard, and I've mentioned that before, but here's the really hard part of it. Um, by by, the, by this time next month, we're going to, going to be picking pretty much strictly baseball until football starts. Yeah, you need that color season to begin to, to bail you out. Yeah, so for, uh, God, I'd say for about two months' time, we're going to be picking – straight baseball because the NBA and NHL seasons end in a few weeks. So 
I'm trying to get on my baseball game, man, and see what I can do. We can. We wish you the best, Jay. We'll, we'll steal. <laughs> just, just don't bet the house when Jay is giving you baseball advice because it's a hit. Hey, man. I did go three and one the past two weeks yeah, in baseball, yeah, so I don't yeah, want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. No, you have redeemed yourself. Yeah, I've come and made a little bit of a comeback. I think by 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 July you should be in full swing of things. After the All Star game, you should be. Uh, the thing with baseball, though, is it's just like. They play so many games, 162 games, and the season goes from late March, and if you're in the World Series, to the end end of October, sometimes early November. So it's a long season, and you, your teams are going to go up and down. They're going to win four and then lose four, win three, lose three, stuff like that. It's it's a roller coaster, and you just got to find the trends. You got to find the teams that are hot. The teams that aren't hot, so you can go against them. It's just, it's a, it's a lot. It's actually a lot to sort through, but it's actually helping me this season because I'm playing fantasy baseball. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and actually, my team is in first place in fantasy baseball league that was started by Arthur Ziegler, by the way. But um, so, but I'm getting better at it. But God, yeah, to start the season, it was just all over the place. It was hard to get a grip on who was good and who wasn't. Man, uh, highly recommend to everybody also, if you have uh, Amazon Prime or Shutter, if you're looking for an old school uh, slasher, American slasher, sometimes we look for that. Um, yeah, we uh, the Prowler. The Prowler is old school. Yeah, that's a Joseph Zito movie, is it not? Yes, it is. Joseph Zito, man, who directed uh, Friday 13th Final Chapter. Yep. That's his, that's that's one of his early stuff from the eighties, and you can see the influence, the way that he has the prowler move. It'll uh, remind you. It'll remind you of uh, of Jason Borges. Did you know Joseph Zito also directed Red Scorpion, the action movie with Dolph Lundgren? Yep. Maybe, maybe. I didn't know that until recently. Yeah, yeah, he's got some good stuff under his credit, but in the eighties, that's the the one that he was uh, that he was known for in. You're going to see the fans of Friday the 13th, when they see the way the Prowler moves, they're, uh-huh. going, to, they're going to see uh, Jason Voorhees all over the screen. Oh, I'm sure, without a doubt. And then when he directed it, you're going to see, you're going to be like, wow, you're going to see the similarities between both movies. But the Prowler, definitely a must-see a must for, for slasher fans. And in the future, besides, we and Jay's got a bunch of shows coming. And I've been daydreaming about uh, something that's been toying with my mind. How will I feel since I have... Such a bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. for the Halloween franchise, and I think I'll do it this summer. <laughs> <laughs> to sit around and watch, uh, no, psychologically, I want to know because psychologically, I've been hurt. I've been, I've been emotionally hurt by what they've done to one of my favorite franchise and favorite horror movies. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch uh, one and two to see how I feel about it. Halloween. Yes, sir. To see to see if, if the damage that was done to me by Halloween ends is such a a ginormous hurt. Oh, yeah. That I can no longer recuperate, but I got to do it later on in the summer when I get a week off and I'm just working out and coming home and eating and working on the yard and stuff. That's when I'm going to do it. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I, I honestly tried to rewatch Halloween ends oh, about no, a month ago. I would never do that. 
and I didn't make it past the first scene. I was like, I can't do it right now. I can't do it, but I'm, <laughs> I want to know because I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I want to know how I feel after watching how, how how would I feel watching part two again? How would I feel watching my favorite American? Say, that's your favorite. That's your that's your go to. Man, that's my go to. Man, like I don't know that it, if it ruined it for me because so many great moments once a year waiting to watch this. I made like a little. Every year I make like a little, it's like a little holiday for me and on, on, on an October night that I have off just watching part two and having such a great time. Have they ruined it for me? We're going to find out. Well, I'll tell you now, it has not ruined the original for me, so I'm good there. Okay, so you're good. So we need to find out what it has done to me and I'll definitely be finding out. Then we also have a big Bruce Lee show coming up. So I hope everybody... Yeah, we actually, you know, we have done a show on Bruce Lee before, but we never did any kind of deep dives into his movies. Yeah, we're going to take it one movie at a time. There we go. I love it. Yep. So Are we even going to do Game of Death? Yeah, we are. We are. Whew. Eventually. I don't know when, but we're going to start with uh, uh, Fist of Fury. Awesome. Love it. Have the Blu-ray. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So for the great Jay Landerman, I am Link, wishing each and every what each and every one of you, sorry, a safe <laughs> and wonderful uh, Memorial Day weekend. And until the next time, we'll see you then. Take care. The Bashi Market. Dope. Hey, big shout out to the Bashi Market. They listen to our show and inside the inside the uh, the the convenience store, they listen to us. So big shout out to all the shoppers that that uh, support the Bashi Market and to all of those that buy the coffee online because it's so worth it. Yemen gold, baby. Yemen gold. Hey, Sas Sasquatch blend. Sasquatch <laughs> blend for me. Take care, America. Be safe.